0: Supply Posse. It's Kim. I'm joined today by Lois Ho of Pebble Stationery Company. We are going to talk about paper, you know, that stuff that uh, does everything from providing you with a surface to write a letter to someone or being the canvas upon which you create your next masterpiece and realistically everything in between. Hi Lois, welcome back to the Posse. Hi Kim, thanks for having me today. That's my pleasure. Now listeners, I just want to tell you right up at the top before we get in any further into this that Lois and I are not experts in paper, okay? We use it all the time, pretty much every day, I think would be a fair call, but uh, we're not experts. We've done some research, of course, we know what we like, of course, but um We just wanted to let you know we're not experts, so please don't take anything we say as being the be all and end all because that is completely not what we're trying to do. We are just a couple of women who really love art supplies and we really love stationery and we like to talk about it. And we thought, well, you know, why not chat about paper? That thing that I think a lot of us really don't well not don't think about but you know we kind of take it for granted it's there we've got paper for all sorts of different things in our life and we just thought we'd have a bit of a chat about it a bit of a conversation about it so just keep that in mind as we're going that we are not experts we just love chatting about this kind of stuff so (laughs) I just thought I'd I'd mention that right at the top so you know no one took our word as being gold standard because it's really not I think that's fairly covered it. Do you think, Lois? I think that's um, oh, about how I we think feel. so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, paper is one of those topics, like I picked it and then I kind of went, mm, that was probably a bit silly because it is such a big topic and we could probably like have 10 episodes just on paper and probably still not really cover it, like because there are so many different angles and different ways you can come about it. but certainly Lois your background and if listeners haven't gone haven't listened to your episode yet we I interviewed Lois a while ago I'll I'll link we'll have a link in the show notes I was very naughty and didn't actually check what episode number which is what I usually do and I didn't so I'm going to apologize at the top for that but we'll make sure we link to it in the show notes so step back and listen to that episode if you haven't so you know a little bit about Lois and her background and Her wonderful uh, business that she has, Pebble Stationery, which is an Australian business, um, which is very exciting for me. I think that's great that we've got an Australian making such beautiful paper products. And, yes, listeners, I do have several notebooks of Lois's that I use and um, I love them. So I'm going to just say that right up the top. I'm probably a little bit biased um, because (laughs) I do love your stuff. But anyhow. Thank you. I'll get that out there. Um, But... So if we want to just sort of, I suppose we should probably start the conversation off by sort of giving a little bit of a rundown of paper types or, you know, like things that the paper is made of. And, again, it's it's one of these things where it's just so varied and so huge we could dedicate, you know, eons to talking about it. But I've done some research. I know Lois has had a look at my research and done a little bit of her own but paper is a thing we just don't tend to think a lot about, I think. Like, it's certainly not for your everyday stuff. We might, and we'll get to it, but we probably put more thought into it where we're actually picking, you know, nice paper to write to somebody with, like to, you know, yeah. to write on, write a letter on. I think a lot of people um, kick paper on
1: price and, yes. you know, what you need without thinking much about um uh, what you're using it for or what you're using it, what you're using with it. So I think um, it is kind of a bit of a by-the-way type of medium that people don't mm-hmm. think as much about. Yep, definitely.
0: And it is it is one of those things, like I guess a lot of art supplies are and, and stationery items, like the price range of paper is enormous. Like, you know, you can buy... Um, they call it a ream don't they a ream of copy paper and you get like 500 pages or whatever it is 500 sheets and it's can be anything from you know sort of 15 dollars to 30 dollars this is australian of course because that's where we are and that's a that's that's pretty good price for so much paper but then you can pay a small fortune quite literally, for some of the other things. Like I did the thing <laughs> this Christmas. I was asked, you know, what do I want? And I did the, oh, I don't know. And then I went, oh, I know. Let's put some fancy sketchbooks on my Christmas list, you know, some ex- more expensive paper brands that I wouldn't necessarily run out and buy because of that fact that they're more expensive. And I'm really glad I did because it was interesting. It's interesting to have them here. Like I've used a couple of of them I've begun using a couple of them and it's like ah now I can see why it's a bit more pricey you know the paper is heavier or it's a better quality or it's got more this or that in it and yeah so I think it's just one of those things paper is such a big thing that would be like price variety and it's just yeah it's just one of those things.
1: Yeah absolutely and you've got such a big range as well I mean you can get your super sustainable bamboo or sugarcane paper and then you've got your beautiful thick cotton rag that is perfect for everything but costs a, an arm and a leg and yeah. there's just everything in between as well
0: yep yeah. yeah that fascinates me that the sustainable type of paper that they're making that just, blows my mind like it's brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just like okay, it's great that we can just recycle paper into you know other products, but the fact that they're looking at and manufacturers are making paper out of more sustainable products to begin with, that's so cool. Like it's like I like that. Like I stumbled across something and and um they're talking about cellulose fibers. It's like banana, and I'm just like <laughs> I haven't heard of banana paper, so I'm going to have to yes. go Yes. My brain just went, What? <laughs> it kinda of makes sense if you look at a banana skin and you know the this this the long skinny shreddy you know, I don't know what the words mm. are people. Probably someone will be screaming at me because I'll know what it's called and they'll be listening to me not know what I'm talking about and go, It's this thing. But so I can kinda of see that, but it's just like, Oh my goodness, banana paper? Like Yeah, yeah. It's just amazing. And then I actually come across something just, just this morning um something else similar you know similar vein like a natural thing like that their vegetable turned into paper and you're just like oh huh. wow. it's just never ending like it's just never ending but it's cool it's really cool
1: <laughs> there's also stone paper i'm not sure if you've come across that that's
0: a very yes. interesting that's- texture Brilliant, yes. I actually bought a small notebook of that for my husband when we were building our house because he was always looking for like he'd be jotting something down and then inevitably something would spill and it would get yeah yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, right, this. I saw them at the the, uh, (laughs) office supply shop and I'm like, right, I'm buying you that. Yeah, it's cool. What a great idea! Like. I don't know. I I wonder sometimes where some of these ideas come from and I'm like I wish I had that that ingenuity because it's just clearly not there but I'm glad people do and they come up with these things it's just it's fantastic. It really is.
1: Absolutely so when remarkable.
0: when you're looking when you're looking to start a new journal or maybe even buy a journal for someone as a gift what do you look for? Like putting aside your own products, and I know that's probably really hard to do, but putting aside your own stuff, what, what would you be looking for when you're wanting to, you know, to purchase a new journal?
1: Um, so um, if I was purchasing a journal for as a gift for somebody else, inevitably they wouldn't be as much of a pen or paper Um, fanatic as I am Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so normally I would really consider what they would use the journal for Um, Mm -hmm. most people um, would probably use it for their personal I guess journaling um, uh, putting down their notes of the day and so forth as opposed to planning Um, so something that they could look back on, they could treasure, um, have their memories in it. Um, So something quite um, pretty on the outside um, Mm -hmm. that they could always refer back to. Um, And just by the very nature of what they're using it for, which is usually to put photos and keepsakes in, I would pick a thicker paper um, Mm paper. And just so that when they stick things in, you don't get lumps and bumps on thinner paper. That makes it a little bit less usable. Mm -hmm. Um, And also what sort of pens or what sort of medium they might be using that paper for. Most people I know in real life don't use fountain pens. (laughs) So um, things that I produce aren't usually very relevant for them. Um, they're usually using like a ball pen or a rollerball or something like that so something on the thicker side that they can write things in that's not going to bleed through and not is not going to shadow um, mm. that can take any any marker any sort of pen that they might throw at it um, is what I'm looking for generally as a gift
0: mm-hmm. yeah. well the other good thing too about going with a heavier paper is it also allows, should the recipient decide to change things up, and not only write in it, but they could, you know, a lot of the heavier paper will handle paint, for example, or um, you know, like even inks or, or whatever. So it does give that flexibility for it to become more than just something to write in, but also something to make art in as well, if that. They want to like. I think that's the really nice thing about when you're giving a gift. For example, it's like well, they've got more options of what they can do with it. Like, do you know what yeah, I mean? And I think sometimes absolutely. I'm not sure about you, but sometimes if I'm given a gift of something like like if someone gave me and actually thinking about take it back a step, thinking about the um, sketchbooks I was given for Christmas, which are more expensive because they're you know they're better quality brands. Uh, the paper is thicker. Um, a lot of it is cotton, or mainly cotton, which is not something I've ever purchased for myself before. Ooh,
1: nice. And
0: funnily enough, I think because it hasn't cost me any money, I feel—and this is this is weird—but anyway, I feel less inclined to go easy on the paper. Oh, if that okay. makes any sense.
1: Like yeah. I feel like,
0: well, I didn't pay for this, so <laughs> if I ruin this this book, this complete thing, or even just this page. And, you know, really, I shouldn't think that way because you're not really ruining anything. Even if you make a piece of art or you create some kind of written page, even if it's not what you thought it was going to be, hopefully you've still learnt something from that process. But I just find myself less inclined to go easy on it because I'm like, well, it didn't cost me. So it's not my money, you know, like it's its yeah, a, weird, yeah. a weird psyche thing and I, I know that so that's cool. But I have, I've picked it up, picked up a couple of them and gone, well, I'm just going to try this thing I've been thinking about drawing or making in this just to see what the results are because it's different paper to what I'm used to using. So, you know, hopefully if if you are doing that same thing, you're giving a gift to someone and it's something they may not usually buy themselves, then they might find themselves doing that same thing going, well, all right, I've written in half of this, but you know what? I'm tired of words. Now I just want to make art with something and if you've given them if you've picked something with that heavier paper stock you know um then maybe that it's easier for them to do that although that said i know you can do lots of things on certainly lighter paper as well not everyone cares about you know showing through and, and all that sort of stuff but um it's certainly a really good thing i think doing that doing it that way
1: and I noticed um, there's a lot, like there's a lot of a trend um, with using brush pens, um, which are generally wetter. So yes. um, there's been a bit of a trend of journals having a lot heavier paper. So I thought you know something around eighty uh, GSM for a journal mm-hmm. was quite thick, but I'm what- now seeing a lot more with 160 GSM as a standard journal yeah. as opposed yep. to an art journal. And I think yep. that's to accommodate some of those um, wetter mediums or stamps or um, uh, brush pens or even painting with fountain pen ink, yeah. um, which is really nice to see. It makes it really flexible.
0: Yep. I think so. I think it's good. Like I have got a Maduri Travelers Notebook and it's got two inserts, one being the plain white Blank pages or paper, and then the other is one of yours, Lois. It's your new new one in that same size, so the the Traveler's Notebook size. And I have to say, it's been a fascinating process for me using this because I've you always just used the Traveler's brand inserts because, of course, your paper is much thinner. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. But I'm actually enjoying using something different like it's like I'm sort of challenging my normal way of looking at things or my normal like you know what I mean like what I normally do because I use this this is sort of a catch-all kind of thing for me so this is I make art in it I write like journal in it but I also like take notes in it it's a it's a weird little thing, but it's got sort of everything in it. So like I'm just flicking through it now. And yeah, it's, it's got all sorts of stuff in here. And I think that you're right. I've seen that same trend where people are going, well, instead of having, you know, a, a, a journal for journaling only and then a, a, a sketchbook or, or something else, another book for art in, why not combine the two? Like, or give yourself the option to combine the two if you feel like it because it has, you know, as you're saying, they're now standard coming out with heavier paper stock. Yeah. And it's certainly something I've noticed. And it's cool. I think it's a great idea because at the end of the day, you've got that flexibility. You could sort of do whatever you want with it depending on your mood or or whatever.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. And I think um, the benefit of having that thicker paper is when it is a catch-all, if you're the sort of person that likes to keep um, uh, little stickers from where you go to have coffee or mm. um, little keepsakes that you just pick up along the way, if you're if you're allowed out at this point, um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have that thicker paper because I've gone travelling with Tomo River paper, which I absolutely love, and mm-hmm. you stick things in it and it's just really hard to write on the back because it's lumpy and bumpy and, and um, it's just not as nice once um, yeah. things are in it. Um, yeah. So it's nice to have that thicker paper and, um, which kind of just kind smooths things out for you a little bit and makes it a little bit easier to use the back
0: of. Yep, yeah, definitely, definitely. Do you, I've just had a thought, I'm curious to know, what do you do with your completed journals? Do you keep them? Do you throw them away? Do you refer back to them? Like, what do you do with your collection of completed journals? And, and actually, do you complete your journals? Because I know there are a lot of people who, for one reason or another, stop using their journal. Whether they get distracted by a nice new one that they've found, or you know whatever it might be, do you do you finish them? And what do you do with them? I keep. So I have to finish my journals because I'm a completionist. <laughs>
1: yes. And in, in my in my current. Um, business is really hard to because I'm given new things to try out and test all the time so I've got a bunch of journals that I've tested the pages of and I can't complete at the moment and it really (laughs) annoys me so I'm a completionist and I have to finish everything when I finish them I typically Typically label them all and store them. And depending on what they are, I will go back to Mm -hmm. have a look at them if they're personal catch-alls. I like to go back and have a look at what I was doing this time last year or this time two years ago um, and see how I was going Um, Mm -hmm. I kept a lot of little notes and things when I started the business, so it's nice to reflect on um, how we think the business has gone or some of the struggles that we've had or some of the challenges that we've overcome, which is really nice Mm to see. Um, Mm -hmm. But having said that, I even keep my work journals. So, once again... I usually catalogue everything that I've used and label them from dates and jobs and I I don't look back on those as regularly but it's mm-hmm. nice to have them in case I've I've made a note about something six months ago that's relevant now but yeah. I like to keep them anyway because it makes me feel like I don't know I've achieved
0: more in my life I'm not sure yeah. I just like having a look at them later on I'm the same <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually quite surprised so I do more more art than than journaling. um I love to journal and I'm bad at it like i'll I'll confess that here. Um, but I know I have because of course i keep I keep my completed whether it's sketchbooks or journals, not my journals so much I keep them, but i the catchalls I'll go back to, but not the actual just because I do have a I do have a strictly journal only journal if that makes sense like I always have one of those by my bed um, and I don't refer back to them I don't read them but I keep them but certainly I have gone back and looked at you know completed sketchbooks from whether it was six months ago or 12 months ago or even longer and been surprised at what I've created and as in terms of Uh, looking at the improvements, if that makes any sense, like seeing when I first started trying it something new to me and then progressing with it. And I think that's a really cool thing to do too is, and then that's the great thing about a journal or a sketchbook is it's all in one, like it's behind, you know, it's got a front cover and a back cover and there's all these pages and it's all together. Like, you know, it's lovely to have loose sheets or loose paper to make art on or to write on for it or whatever. But the fact that we have a book that contains all of this thing in it is just so glorious because, you know, it just keeps everything together and it gives you that flexibility of being able to look back and and relatively easily find something, you know, especially as you said, a note or something. Sometimes it can be a bit trickier to come across if you don't remember when you, you know, when you wrote that down <laughs> and you suddenly need it. I know I've been I've been guilty of that a few times. I'm like, "I'm sure I wrote that down." And you flip through that book 10 times and then you finally find it. But um, yeah, it's really great that it's all contained. I just there is that's that form of a book is just fantastic, I think.
1: It's definitely and great. It's reasonably chronological as well. So you can always yeah. open up a journal and you know that at the start is when you first used it and you can mm-hmm. kind of see the um the progression of what it is that you're doing in that particular journal as you flip through the pages. You kind of roughly know that, you know, page four is before page one and that's later on in your journey of doing whatever art or whatever journaling or whatever writing that you're doing. So it's easy to track
0: how you're progressing hmm definitely. The one, I actually, it's funny because you say that. I've got in front of me, so a little while ago, and I'll have to link it in the show notes again, I interviewed, and I can't even think of a name so I feel terrible, um, but I interviewed a lady behind the old book revival um, Instagram. I don't oh. know if you've seen it floating around Instagram, but it's a wonderful thing where you take an old book, Whether it was yours or someone else's, and you use it, you revive it to make art in. So I'd stumbled across this and decided in my infinite wisdom, because I like a challenge apparently, or, (laughs) but I decided mine had to be um, a novel and I wanted it to be the very first Stephen King I ever read, but not my copy of it. So I wasn't going to destroy my copy because I, <laughs> I, and it was meant to be Pet Cemetery because that was the very first Stephen King I ever read, but I couldn't, I just couldn't find it and I wasn't getting impatient. And anyhow, um, I was given an unwanted copy and very old unwanted copy of It, which I think was actually the second Stephen King I read. So I am obviously dating myself a little bit age wise, but anyway, I don't care. And I'm like, right, okay. So I got this book and I decided and I opened it to the first page and I went, um, there's lots of pages. Uh, I'm (laughs) going to start this from like literally page one and work my way through. So what I have done is just I opened, you know, opened a double page in the book and made my first thing of art in there. And to be perfectly honest with you, I'm a little frustrated I did it this way because... I'm not actually sure what was the first thing I did. (laughs) So I'm not in any chronological order at all. But what I am doing, I must – I'll give myself credit where it's due, is I'm putting a date on whatever it is. Yeah. So I can kind of work that out. But it's actually been a fascinating process because the paper is not – no good for art realistically at all. Like it shouldn't be. But it's actually – Most things I've done to it, I'm flicking through it now, most things have held up, most pages have held up really well. Like it shouldn't. You know, when you think about it, we're talking about good quality paper and, you know, uh, it's it's fibre content and, and this, that and the other. This is just really thin paper, you know, and it's yellowed because of age and all that sort of stuff. But it's actually holding up quite well. Like some of it's got paint on it, others got markers, like, Yeah, so I guess in some ways it can be whatever you want it to be. Like you don't have to go and spend a fortune if you don't want to. (laughs) This is proof that you can just grab an old book and just make art in that too. Like
1: yeah. I think that's the important thing. Just get started. That's the important thing. Don't don't worry too much about paper or exactly what you're doing which is completely counter to my nature because when I start (laughs) a new project I always like to go okay what do I need I'll go buy it all and then start Mm -hmm. but I think it's important just to get started because if you don't, you'll never try anything. You don't know what really suits you and what you like and what you don't like. And paper is so personal and so is stationary in general. Until yes. you actually start using something, you won't really refine what it is that you you enjoy using and don't
0: enjoy using. Mm-hmm. So what do you do when you for yourself start a new journal and you you know, you sit down with it and you're faced with that blank page.
1: How do you feel about that? Journal anxiety. Yeah. So it depends on what I'm using the journal for. Um, okay. If it's for like, if it's for planning, mm-hmm. I will go and find a uh, A notebook that I haven't finished with some blank pages and test out different layouts before I find the perfect layout before I'll actually start because I am very OCD about my planners apparently and I didn't realize this until I started this but it's really bad and I'll try a few different layouts so come November December I'll be planning things and oh It's, it's a bit too OCD really, but for a normal journal, for a work journal and for, um, my catch all journal, I just get started really. I don't, I don't really have journal anxiety about, um, using, um, notebooks for anything other than planning for apparently. Um, I normally have a bit of a process for my, um, work Notebooks, which is I have an index page at the front mm-hmm. um and I'll, I either have numbered pages um if I'm using my own products or if I'm using something else I'll number the pages before I get started but mm-hmm. because it's absolutely impossible to find anything I like to have that contents page so it makes it a tiny bit easier mm-hmm. um Depending on the work, I also use a little bit of washi tape to mark Mm -hmm. um, specific um, um, collections of notes. So if there's a particular project that I'm working on, I might mark that with a bit of washi tape so it's really easy to find and Mm -hmm. I'll have a a bit of a contents page of what those washi um, tapes refer to at the back. But other than that, I just get started. It's just really planners that i Seem to struggle with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. We, we've all got our little thing. I, I used to get a little bit like nervous with a new, new sketchbook, never journaling. Like, if I, you know, I'll just grab it and start, like, never an issue. Same with my catch all, like, doesn't matter. I just open it and go. And I, but I used to find, you know, a new sketchbook, a new art book, whatever, was a little bit overwhelming. I was a bit like, <gasps> oh, I can't ruin this beautiful thing. I can't use this beautiful thing, you know, because let's be honest, like a lovely unused notebook, sketchbook is quite a nice thing to behold in itself. Like it's brand new and shiny and it hasn't got any creases and dirt or, you know, anything on it. It's just untouched and lovely but it's also not very practical like (laughs) to have all these (laughs) unused things. So I overcome that initially by doing that thing of um not starting on the first page. Oh, starting okay. On the second page. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yes. Because you're tricking your brain, right? You're going, well, it's not the first page. It's the second page. So it doesn't count. It doesn't count as much. <laughs> it
1: works. Whatever works, really. Just yeah. get started.
0: Yeah. Although I did notice for a little while there, I just had this unused front page. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wasn't like I was going back to it. It was just like. And after a while, I went, well, this is just silly really because like now you've got one wasted page um, that you never used and you use every other page so I either would have to go back to it or in the end I just went, oh, look, just start. Just start on that first page and be done with it. Like, yeah, although I must admit I have a few times like started something and I actually did this recently. I grabbed out one of these gifts from Christmas to start I was going to create, and I might still, I don't know, I'm in two minds about it. I was going to create like one of those, you know, those art journals where you specifically like write out your feelings and stuff but do it in such a way that it's like more like art as opposed to just writing the words. Mm, Okay. And so I sort of started that, yeah, uh, like sort of to try and write, like create your kind of feelings or, or whatever but like through just art as such as opposed to just simply writing it all out and I kind of started it and then I went this looks bloody terrible (laughs) and then I went and of course I've done it on the very first page and I'm like now what am I going to do with this so now I need to decide whether I'm going to like I don't know take to it with black paint to make it disappear completely and start again or paste something over it so I don't have to look at it like Yes. And I guess that's the one thing of having a good quality heavy paper stock is I can do that and not, not like, you know, not ruin it.
1: <laughs> well, that's interesting you say that because I did see a tip for people that are OCD around journaling, which is if you mm-hmm. don't like a particular spread, either tape it shut so you can't see it or put something yep. over the top of it so yes. you're yep. covering up what you don't like with something else. Yep. So something yep. you say that. Although, I, what works for me is I tend to buy smaller notebooks to begin with. So it's okay. not as overwhelming. So yeah, okay. if I, I find if I have, say, a 500, 600 page notebook. And I want them all to look beautiful and pretty and neat and um, the same style. I find that's really overwhelming because I have to make a decision for something that might last me for years. So if I have a thinner notebook, it seems Mm -hmm. to be a little less Mm -hmm. um, daunting an experience.
0: Yeah. Well, what's your favourite size to, to journal in? um it's changed really so I'm normally
1: an a5 girl um and that was the perfect size for me it's big enough to make notes on but small enough to carry around each day but Mm -hmm. when we started using when we started developing the traveler size notebooks I started testing that out and just by the very nature of my life at the same time as well I started a job where I had to travel around a lot and carry the notebook around and just that that tiny bit thinner I think it's about four or five centimeters thinner um, notebook really made a really big difference to how much weight I was carrying around so I've been using that mostly at the moment I really enjoyed it but when I'm feeling a bit more flamboyant in my handwriting, because I've got big cursive handwriting generally, um, mm-hmm. I do find that the thinner size means that sometimes lines will have two words as opposed to
0: a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, that's a, that's like I'm my current notebook for the podcast is a pocket notebook. And it was simply because I had, I had a couple of unused pocket notebooks. So I'm like, right, well, I'm going to use these because just them sitting there doing nothing, you know, is, it's just silly. But it's really not the greatest size for this because sometimes, like, obviously I, I research before, you know, before I, a guest joins me and I make notes and that, and that, that's okay for that. But then I often find, cause I like to try and keep it, together as much as i can like you know not take multiple pages or you know a couple two or three is generally okay but this notebook size i'm finding is just too small because I'll, I'll, i'll be often listening to someone and they'll be saying something and i start writing notes and then i'm like oh i'm running out of paper i'm running out of page like you know and it's just it's getting too far across and then you know and it's just like oh my goodness so definitely this i i have i'm just looking at it now i have one blank page in here left which realistically isn't gonna be used because it's not really enough I think I'm gonna have to step up to a bigger size it's just it's just gonna have to do it it's just too small this is just too small I've decided I've used I'm glad I use them at least now I've got them they're finished they can be pulled away they're full of you know full of inspiration and ideas and, and notes and things but I definitely need a bigger size. This note, this pocket notebook is just too small for what I'm doing at the moment with it. <laughs> I like the pocket size for carrying
1: around day to day, so yep. I'll have it. Yep. I'll have one on me all the time if mm-hmm. I want to sketch. Um, I don't sketch that well, to be honest. It's usually stick figures. Um, but fine. if I want to sketch um, a new design for my kitchen, which we're trying to renovate later on this year, or yep. um, measure out something they're great to have with you all the time because it does actually fit in most pockets anyway yeah but um for anything a little bit more substantial like if i'm taking notes for the purpose of something they're usually a tiny bit too small
0: yeah definitely i do
1: like them for traveling though because once again you can take them with you everywhere
0: yeah yeah you can slip them in anywhere and they don't feel like they're taking up room or giving you that extra weight that you can get yeah so I'm curious have you ever used any kind of journal that had a paper color other than white or cream because of course you know in the when we're thinking about art supplies then I've I've got multiple you know I've got a couple of uh, sketchbooks that are black paper and then I've got some tinted pastel colors as well but have you ever tried using something other than white or cream
1: yeah, I've used um, a black, an all-black journal, which is really mm-hmm. cool. I used, mm. um, I used it with, um, it, they were the kind of pastel-y gel pens with the yeah. white and it's quite pastel-based, so the colours really, looked really vibrant on them. Yeah. Um, and what was good about that was I think at the time it was actually for something that was a little bit more confidential and mm-hmm. so it was really hard to copy for anyone else. Not that I don't—I doubt anyone would actually try. But yep. um, you kind of had that little bit um, peace of mind for that. I've yep. used a graphite dark grey color as well, which oh, I yeah. didn't quite like as much as the black because I just found the colors popped better in the black. Yep. And I mean, it still worked in the in the charcoal color, but just wasn't quite as nice. No.
0: Yeah, I, do, I must confess, I do love a black page. There's just something about it. And especially to your right, pastels would look good. The other thing I love is like um, a gold pen, using Ooh. a gold pen. Oh, just something about that, that, that combination of black with, with the gold over the top just looks amazing. Like you could literally just be writing the alphabet and yeah, it would look yeah. fantastic. <laughs> and
1: did you use like a gel pen or like a paint um, marker?
0: I have used a paint marker mostly. I've got a, got a couple of gold paint markers, but also, um, yeah, I, I actually this, you just reminded me the white gel pen. Um, also looks really good because I guess it's such a contrast, you know, white against the black. Um,
1: I just think people use the like the very thick calligraphy ink, the white calligraphy ink on the black. Ooh. That was
0: stunning. Absolutely Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's I think it's just nice to challenge because the expectation of a notebook of any kind is it's going to be white, blank white pages. And I think it's really good to just, you know, play it up a bit, throw it around and go, "Well, hang on a minute, how about we try a different color and see what that does to my normal day-to-day process?" And it may
1: just make your handwriting look exceptionally beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that it did one that. change. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah don't, spend, is obvious.
0: yeah, don't spend years practicing how to get better. Just get black paper and, you know, it'll yeah. just immediately make you cooler. I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. I think I'll have to note that down for next time. <laughs> I'm stealing your idea.
1: <laughs> you don't get, um, I don't find you get as many colours in Australia, though. I no. have seen black and I've seen craft, but I think that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah. Um I actually come across uh a blue paper and oh I didn't know what I felt about it to be honest with you. I think it was it was a funny shade of blue so it sort of I think that's probably what threw me more than the fact that it was blue. But it was like oh I think I wanted more from it. I think I wanted it to be darker like you know like a sort of not a navy blue, but certainly a darker blue than it was. Oh. It was kind of a it was kind of a pastely kind of blue and it wasn't oh, okay. Yeah, it's not just quite vibrant it, enough, I think. No, no, it definitely wasn't. Like I don't think it would have made colours shine anywhere near like black. So I oh, nearly bought it just for the curiosity of trying it out, but I couldn't in the end. I'm like, nope, can't. Oh, just can't. Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can see um, when I was in Japan a few years back, they just have such beautiful colours. I remember going to this one shop and they had um, pre-made notebooks in all colours of the rainbow. It was just, I mean, the variety you get is just amazing. So if you're ever in Japan or if you're ever allowed out again, strongly recommend going to Japan and stopping on stationery.
0: Yeah, the last time I was in, I've been twice, and the last time I was there... Um, I wasn't as heavily into stationary and art supplies as I am now, so I kind of only did a tiny little bit of it shopping-wise. And now I'm like, I need to go back. I need to buy all the things. <laughs> I just need to go back so I can buy all the things. And it's just... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure my husband is probably, um, cr- you know, really just grateful that we can't travel at the moment, and he's probably like, let's just not, because I know what you're going to do. You're just going to fill the suitcase. But you know, these are the things we do.
1: Of course. This is our love.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. And there are certainly worse things that we could we could love. That's right. <laughs> so I think kind of I think we've kind of covered a lot. Like we haven't gotten too much into detail about, you know, paper content and, you know, stuff like that. And I get actually the one thing I think maybe we may not have covered that I might just like to mention a little bit is the texture of your paper, because I think certainly from the art side of it, but also I would imagine from the fountain pen side of it too, is texture actually pays a lot more importance than we might give it. Because I know I've picked up, you know, what I took to be a smooth paper and thought it would be perfectly fine for what I was doing. But in actual fact, it, the lack of tooth was a problem. Like it just, yeah. it, I've used, I've, I've, used a couple of different things and i've actually found oh no that's way too smooth for what i wanted to do and that kind of threw me because i'm thinking primarily of um using posca markers some some smooth papers they don't they don't get along very well with and yet others they do so i think that's one thing probably you know is texture is also a bit of an important um, thing to think about as well when you're choosing a new journal or or paper in just in general is to think about yeah. you know what you're doing with it and and its texture.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it's also very much around personal preference. Um, you see, yeah. in the fountain pen world, everyone loves a smooth paper, but mm. for me, there can be too smooth, um, and it also depends on the sort of fountain pen or whatever pen it is that you're using, um, and how that um works with the paper that you've chosen. So if you've got an extremely smooth nib to begin with, you might not want something... Uh, a paper that's super smooth because it might mean that it's really hard for the ink to flow Um, and I know that for me I like um, paper with the tiniest bit of tooth or Mm -hmm. a pen with the tiniest bit of tooth so that it's easier to get the ink flowing but then having said that I do think um, Tomo River the original has that tiny bit of tooth so it's all around personal preference. Yeah definitely
0: and I know one thing that I need to always keep in mind is because I'm left-handed. Um, I need to be careful of smudging whatever it is that I've just done. And I know any lefty out there will will you know know all about that. Is it's and I haven't certainly done it when I've just been taking notes in my journal and and um, I just grab the nearest pen, which quite often for me is a fountain pen, the same as you. But if it's if I haven't put any thought into what I'm grabbing, I've sometimes got a uh you know an ink in there that it takes a little bit longer to dry and i've just scribbled this note and then oops i've smudged it and i can't read what i've just written so that's also another thing to think about too is you know what are you doing in terms of on that surface what are you using and and make sure you don't make a mess of it when you're in a hurry (laughs)
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I find um, papers with that, like uh, say a Fabriano, which has a lot more tooth, um, inks tend to dry a little bit quicker on that mm-hmm. compared to something that's coated like Rhodia, which can take a really long time to dry. Um, so if you are in a rush or if you, you're studying or um, in a meeting, something that's a bit more toothy might work or something uh ink that is a little less pigmented um might dry a little bit quicker um Mm -hmm. or make less of a mess when you do smudge it anyway yeah
0: actually now and this is this is so funny because i said right at the start like we could talk for hours about paper and here i was thinking oh let's just wrap up but it just did occur to me the other thing too i guess with with our paper is do we want the pages to be blank Or do you want them to have lines or squares or dot grid? Like that's another thing to think about. Like what do you use? What's your preference? My preference is dot grid um, Mm -hmm. because I find it gives me
1: enough structure um, to not write completely wobbly. But (laughs) if I want to if I wanted to change the way I'm writing perhaps and tip it on its side or if I want to sketch out something, it kind of provides a little structure to help me do that. Um, But it's not so overwhelming like a thick line or a thick grid. Mm. Um, Mm. It's an extremely personal preference and I've had so many people email me and say, oh, you only, at the moment we only do, I think, uh, blank and dot grid. And mm-hmm. there's so many people who've said, "Oh, can you do lines? Can you do grids?" Um, <laughs> and it just becomes so personal.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I, my preference is either blank or or a dot grid. Um, they just yeah. But even in funnily you, funnily enough, within the dot grid is I don't like it if the dot is too dark. Which yes. some <laughs> they can be so dark, and you're like. Oh, no, I don't need it to be like dark that it might as well be black. Like, I just need it to be there to give me that direction to make sure, as you say, I'm not riding or wonky. But, oh, don't make it so obvious that all I can see is dots. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'm really yeah. particular about the size of the dots now. I've noticed that since I've started in the stationary business, I go around and go, hmm, <laughs> that's a good dot. <laughs>
0: Oh, all these things that once you once you jump down that little rabbit hole, you suddenly become aware of and, oh, goodness, it's, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it?
1: <laughs> and it's the sort of thing you just can't unsee. Once no. you know the dots yep. that you like, yep. you can't go back.
0: Yep, completely, completely agree. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? You You can be so blissfully unaware and then suddenly become aware of something and then, oh, dear, that's all you see. <laughs> yep.
1: absolutely i'm well and truly down that rabbit hole
0: yeah same same i think we're both (laughs) uh, we're both happy to confess that here on the podcast um that's fine and hey it's a safe space right art supply posse we're all about loving all the art supplies so you know that's fine that's fine Uh well i think i think we've covered a reasonable amount in this chat i mean you know we could talk for hours about paper but probably not a good idea um we've both got days to get on with and listeners don't want to spend forever and uh you know but thank you so much for for chatting with me i you know i think you and i could probably talk about stationery for hours on end let alone just paper but um i do appreciate you taking time out i know you have a very busy schedule uh so I really do appreciate you making time for me today. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. I've really enjoyed that little chat. Thank you.